0: This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com.
1: Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Brooke Keels, and I am here with Rachel Thomas.
0: What up? I don't know why I said it like that, but what's up, guys?
1: Yeah, that's we never know what (laughs) to do. We miss Melanie desperately and her super kind She's pretty smooth, yes. That's it. (laughs) Um, And we're also here with our other special guest, Chelsea Raybar, who is our Director of (laughs) Adoptions here at Mercy. Um, And so, as you may or may not know, we are towards the end of our series called How Do We Respond? And we are diving into the topic of unplanned pregnancy uh, for the second time today. So this is the second podcast of two. So two of two. That'll make sense. Check out the first one. It'll be fun. Yeah, saying. listen yes. to the first one. See, I need help. This is guys every time. I don't know why okay. they let me intro. Oh, well, um, and okay. so anyway, last week was part one. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, please go do that. Um, and this week we are exploring some tangible ways to support someone walking through an unplanned pregnancy.
0: Yeah. And so I'm really excited about this week because as we always mentioned, we uh-huh, believe in practicality uh, to the nth degree. And so uh, I know that we talked last time about pushing your own agenda and what that can look like and maybe even some ways that we've done that and didn't realize that we were doing that. So that's given us some food for thought. Um, but today we want to get want to get again real practical. and at mercy, we offer something for our residents called basic decision making. Uh, can you guys just break break down what that even is and why we do that and how it works here with our residents? I love basic decision-making. <laughs> it's true. I love it BDM. so much. BDM. Yes. Yeah, be,
2: be careful. Don't Google it, because that could get weird. Um, <laughs> you might want to edit that out. Um, but uh, basic decision-making is, is something that I take a lot of pride in here at Mercy, and any person who talks to me, or I give tours at Mercy, or we talk about you know the pregnancy services we provide, basic decision-making is kind of my go-to on where I communicate, like, This service is something that I'm like, I wish everyone did basic decision making Mm. because the purpose of it is we um, meet one on one with the pregnant resident and we provide classes for about six to eight weeks about let's talk about the practical pieces of parenting and what that would look like. Let's talk about the practical and emotional and legal pieces of adoption. Let's, you know, talk to your family, let's talk to the alleged father and Mm. and kind of like getting some some of that, again, that practical piece of what it, what it would look like to make your decision to parent or to place. Um, But then ultimately, like, how do you make a decision? I feel like with uh, this generation, it's, you know, it's impulsivity is like a thing and instant gratification. And so we really put everything on pause for our pregnant residents and sit down with them and let's evaluate making a well-informed decision and then how you involve the Lord in that decision. I Mm -hmm. think that's the biggest key of basic decision-making because it's not just the practical and the therapeutic. It's also like surrendering to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I love about it is it truly allows that pregnant resident to be solid in her decision to parent or to place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when she's having those tough days, which is what we talk a lot about in basic decision-making that, you went through this class for six or eight weeks or so and you knew some of the things that would be tough but you have the tools that can set you up for success Mm -hmm. and not later regret your decision um i will say because we talked a little bit about it in last week's episode is by the time a pregnant woman gets to mercy she's already made the decision to choose life and is making the decision to parent or to place so basic Mm -hmm. decision making doesn't really focus on making a decision uh, of abortion i feel like i needed to give that disclaimer that it's really like she's made the decision to choose life but now i don't know like which choice i want to make yeah and basic decision making allows for that to happen yeah
1: or sometimes they come in thinking they know and then once they invite the lord to that process it's it's different and it changes um i can just say you know as a parent and rachel you have you had more than one yes three for some reason and so just happened happened. yeah (laughs) (laughs) another podcast there you go yeah (laughs) anyway but even that it, it it's really so um to me because basic decision making is basically everything any of us should have done prior to having a baby and, you know, thinking things through and everything from, I mean, budgets to, I think there's this idea, even when a child is planned or in this super supportive system that we, you know, we're just gonna, you're just gonna love it and that's, that's all. there we go and you'll have and that's everything it. you need and then about 48 hours in you're like so this is it huh this is this is how, it. What <laughs> what I next? gonna work yeah yes. and at what point i've found the end of my love and it is not sleeping for days right. exactly. so you know so i think that there's um it's just really neat how well this has been put together and, mm-hmm. and mercy's done this for a long time but chelsea was you know just instrumental in really revamping it and updating it because so much has changed mm-hmm. um and so i mean our Pregnant residents are very well educated um, Mm -hmm. at that point. But then again, also the piece of this is you making a decision and Mm -hmm. you've got to do it with the Lord. And um, so... I love it. It's really, frankly, everybody needs to have it, but Truth. we don't have it published yes. for you. So yeah. yes,
0: no, don't, that's don't, right.
1: call don't call and ask. Go <laughs> go. Yeah,
0: I'm like, no,
2: I'll tell you what books to look at. That's but. right. Yep, yeah, lots well, of books.
0: on on that same note, let me ask you guys this. This will kind of swing back just a little bit to what we were talking about last week with not pushing an agenda. So, are these conversations that you should have with friends, family mm. members, and how do you do that without being like, well, if you parent this kid, then you'll never have any time to yourself. Let's make a Let's make a budget and see how – I mean, because I could see how that could get really, um, I guess, kind of gray in a sense. So how would Mm -hmm. you – are these conversations that you need to be having with those that you're supporting to? Or are there resources that you would help point the person you're supporting to instead?
2: Yeah, so I I feel – my my answer might be a little long-winded so go with me here Do it. Do so i think first and foremost um, realizing there's a way you can talk about some practical pieces for parenting example like budgeting and what is it going to be like having to be up all all night and no sleep lack of shower all of those things um i think there there's a piece where you can speak into that as someone who's supportive because you might have walked through that but it's knowing being that level of support and not saying it, well, you know you're not you're not going to be able to sleep and go to class and do this and this mm-hmm. and this and make them feel guilty and manipulate mm-hmm. them. I think there's a way, and what we try to do a lot of basic decision making is ed- I'm educating you about the realities and the facts of parenting and adoption, sure. and that there are going to be tough days, but there's also going to be really good days, mm-hmm. and not just focusing on the tough or what someone might consider as bad or difficult. Um, I I think that's a big piece of the practical. Um, Something else and little disclaimer is when it comes to adoptions is realizing maintain your lane, guys. That's good. And when it comes to adoption, that is a legal binding decision. And each state has different adoption laws. And so when I talk to people outside of mercy about adoption i'm always like you need to go to an adoption professional you need to go to a licensed child placing agency an adoption attorney not a real estate attorney <laughs> not well my mom's friend um she works at a crisis pregnancy center so she knows about adoption no 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 no, no. you need to talk to an expert mm-hmm. because what i hate and i hear a lot of is these women will call us talking about adoption i'm like where did you hear that that's not true yeah. and knowing that each state has different laws and so mm-hmm. going to the expert experts to kind of get that piece of it, which with basic decision making, I'm the expert with adoption. So I Mm -hmm. talk to them about adoption stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think too, with the, from last week, the abortion piece of it is realizing you need to maybe go talk to your, you know, OBGYN or your midwife and say, Hey, like, what are the laws? Because they would know they are the experts, um, in that. And just knowing, who really i need to reach out to to get the correct and right answers Mm -hmm. i think is kind of my big little disclaimer for that question yeah and i think
1: too i mean we have to remember i mean everybody really needs to be trauma informed at this stage Mm -hmm. of, of the game i think if you've listened to mercy you probably at least sort of know what that is um but that really means an understanding that you know how you communicate with people when they're in a traumatic place and an unplanned pregnancy in and of itself is going to be a little traumatic Mm -hmm. and you know, not only just what is happening physically, but just planning everything And then, you know, we talked about this, um, I think offline, but you know, we've got one in three females has been sexually assaulted. And so Mm -hmm. the odds that this pregnancy could potentially be based off of sexual assault is really high. So when you have someone who's like, I have an unplanned pregnancy, maybe they haven't even disclosed that to you. Mm -hmm. And it could have been a sexual assault within their relationship, right? We Uh, always like to assume that's not the case, but frankly, that happens quite often, Mm -hmm. you know? And so then we're like, all right, well, let's talk about your budget and let's talk about all this stuff. And they're just still,
2: Processing. I need yeah. to
1: just connect with the fact that I'm having a child and yeah. how do I attach? And like, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a lot of those pieces that really like you can support somebody through, but please be, you know, um, self-aware enough to go, Hey, you might need, to, let's go to, let's get a counselor. Mm-hmm. Let's go yeah. and walk through, you know, these things with someone else, um, that can support you and kind of dig into those pieces that can sure. talk to you about attachment, right? right. With the baby. Um, especially if the circumstances are tough because a lot of people will just be like, I wish this had not have happened. happened yeah, and that's easy to do, you know, and there's many times, you know, for, for, um, even if you just weren't planning to have a kid even within your marriage you know Mm -hmm. I can talk about me personally Liam was a surprise for us and so there was a little while there now I'm like how did I think of you that way because you're a person now but when they're not Mm -hmm. you know physically in front of you you kind of have these thoughts of like what are you know how what are we going to do about this problem Mm -hmm. but it's it's your baby (laughs) you know and so it took time like I had to figure out like how to you know let the Lord speak into that place and Mm -hmm. attach with him and that was not even a traumatic situation other than it was just a really bad time and unexpected mm. sure. so how much more so right when these events come from either a traumatic place or just are unexpected sure. yeah right I'm and you like, don't have the so support said that so.
2: because I so glad you said that Uh, because I I think it's important to think whether it's sexual assault or if they're in an abusive relationship that when they're like I talked about in last week's episode when they're in that word vomit and they're just like venting about everything that um, a lot of those thoughts are because they've experienced trauma and trauma does really interesting crazy things to the brain Mm -hmm. and so a lot of how they are going to base their decision is, is in fact related to how conception might have occurred so like for example well we're in an abusive relationship and now that i'm pregnant he's gonna be in my life forever i can't oh. get out of this marriage yeah. mm-hmm. i he's gonna look what if he looks like him mm-hmm. um same if it's sexual assault like um like how if i choose to parent and he my son asks me one day who my dad is yeah. and what does he look like and realizing that those are tough things that she is thinking about that's yeah. impacting her decision um all in about 30 seconds yeah i mean mm-hmm. it all all
1: yeah. floods, yeah. right? So yeah. it's all at one time, too. Yeah. So sure. it's a
2: lot to go through.
1: My yeah. word.
0: No kidding. Wow. Yeah. Um, Kind of along those same lines, you know, the series obviously is called How Do We Respond? And you guys have done such a great job of making references to this all along the way. But can you guys maybe dive in a little further as to some things or maybe gaps that you've seen in support of women in unplanned pregnancy situations? Mm-hmm. So the church, they've, they've done a solid job, you know, being the voice of the advocate for the baby, but the mom really needs support here, here and here, or like you've come alongside her here. And then we tend to fall off here because we think they've got it all figured out. Yeah. Can you guys speak to that a little bit? Maybe.
1: Yeah, I think I'll start with what I would say is probably the easy one. <laughs> the easy one is, um, I've just seen over and over again that if I'm if a mom chooses to parent and so there's there's the place of she's shunned because you know she had sex outside of marriage or whatever that is um, but I think probably what happens more and more now I think for the most part the church has accepted that we can love people who don't do things well the way that we think they should be done and we've all figured out we're all sinners right. for the most part um, and if your church hasn't then I've That's a different, we can talk about it later, but (laughs) I think that, um, the other pieces that were like, okay, well she's going to parent and then that's it. And so then the church doesn't offer, I have seen churches love somebody so well through their unplanned pregnancy, take him to the doctor's appointments, do all of the things. And then once the babies are, you know, six months old we're like, you good? Good luck.
0: Wow. Yeah. You know, and,
1: and, and it's not from any other lack of like, they have met the need in their mind. And so I think just remembering, and I, we can go back to, I think we talked about this on like our, um, how to respond to divorce and, and all of that is that, you know, the, the the kids are still there and they still need the support. And what does that look like? And even how many times that I've seen the church, not, Coach someone through when they begin dating? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Ooh, my like favorite. How, name. you know, now they're dating and like, what is, you know, have they even talked through? I've seen parents go, well, You know, nobody talked to me about what this was gonna look like and and what are my healthy boundaries when I have kids and now I'm dating and Mm -hmm. you know, like just the things that we just assume people are gonna somehow figure out. Yes. You know? Um, and they really do need support in those places and so I think it's that. Like, so now we got you through the hospital, we got the babies, everybody's good. Now what do you need? Right. We did the meal train. Right. (laughs) Really. And thank you, by the way, for the meal train. Those are the best. Yeah, they are. Literally. (laughs) Yep. And so, but, you know, the piece is like, how can now do you need, can we watch the kids or can, you know, or just what do you need? What's going on? How are you doing emotionally? You know what I mean? Like just kind of those places. I think that frankly, just thinking it through, Mm Right. what population do we have? How can we serve those that actually don't have Mm -hmm. a lot of support? Yeah. So,
2: and yeah. being aware too of like your own boundaries with that, yeah, because like I've seen it kind of go the opposite, where like it then turns to some people in the church that are like full on supporting and they're like enmeshed, and so then that young woman isn't able to like grow and apply certain things yeah. where she could be stable on her own. Oh. So, like, just kind of being aware of like your own boundaries, I feel like, with that in the church, um, it it's important, because, like, yes, I still want to support, I think, too, like, when I think about grief with birth moms that have made the choice to place their child for adoption, it's, well... Well, the baby's already gone. And so, like, she should be fine now when, you know, like, she might be watching a movie and it's about a a pregnancy or she sees a Pampers commercial or it's Mother's Day and it's her first Christmas without her child. And so, um, realizing, like, even in those seasons for the women who make adoption plans, like, just because they don't have a child with them at church, they still are going to be walking through and grieving, Um, you know, obviously doing adoptions at mercy I I think a lot of of that with birth moms um in the church and realizing that they still need support just as as much as a single mom Mm -hmm. would um one thing that in my kind of adoption and pregnancy community that I've seen go really well and it's actually, um, they have a book that's one of the resources we use in basic decision-making is called, um, Embrace Grace Mm, and they basically, which is like so cool, um, they set up almost like support groups in churches and it's led by members of that church to support women experiencing unplanned pregnancy and they kind of like go through like a Bible study and it's not, it's not necessarily decision counseling, by any means, it's like, let's support you. What's what's going on with you in this pregnancy? And then um, they'll like do baby showers for yes. the mom. So I've seen Embrace Grace do some pretty cool things with um, bringing in and acknowledging and not having that place of shame for mm-hmm. an unplanned pregnancy for young women, regardless of their age. Mm-hmm. Um, and. From what I've seen they do, like, it's a really supportive place. And I'm like, every church needs something like this. Yeah. But if your church doesn't have an Embrace Grace group, that's fine. You know what you can do? Hey, I, I see that you come to church alone. Like, let me get to know you. What do you need? Can I help you with anything? And just, like, just simply asking. Mm-hmm. And if that person says no, they say no. But that doesn't mean, well, I'm never going to ask them again. Ask yeah. them later on the road. They might be in a different place in another day. Yeah. Um, and just kind of being aware
0: of that. That's good. That's so good. Practical too.
1: And I think, you know, for the abortion piece at the end of the day, it's an option in our world and Mm -hmm. people have chosen to do that. And I think, and I'm so passionate about obviously babies being here. Okay. So this is, I mean, comes from that place, but I really, and we all have to do this. We have to reconcile Mm-hmm. are we willing to be good to people when they do even the most heinous things in our mind mm-hmm. yeah. and in our hearts? And so if, if it just fires you up beyond, you know all recognition that someone would do that you have got to go and get that settled in your heart exactly. because it's just not going to allow you to be good to people yeah. and love them in their hardest place yeah. because no matter what the situation was when someone followed through with that there are consequences to doing that mm-hmm. that is going to be heartache yeah. there's you know even if we pretend it's a thing and, and the world can do that the world can pretend that oh you just went and did th-. no it, it, mm-hmm. we even even in you know not the world World, mm-hmm. counseling world we all know there mm-hmm. are consequences for doing that even not from a faith standpoint mm-hmm. okay and so there are and so but are we going to be good to people and it really comes down to i think really just our hearts i think yeah. if we can start there and how how can i be kind how can i be loving how can i respond to someone and even if they're not there yet maybe yeah. it's not a problem yep. for them yet yep. you know but just knowing that as the lord how can i be good to them while the while the lord works with them that's okay. And um and I and so I think that, you know, you know, if, if you are good with that and you're already in that place then you're probably somebody who already kind of responds and mm-hmm. reaches out and asks to support, you know, but I think probably in the church right now we've got to get to a place of, Hey, we're going to, we're going to be good to you. Mm-hmm. We, we yeah. really are. Yeah. And we're not going to, and you know, I think the mistake is that they think, well, then we're going to say things are okay. And everybody's just going to go do it. Right. Y- you got, no, yeah. you gotta, you gotta figure that out. That's yes. not at all what's happening. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just being kind and loving and showing through the most awful places, mm-hmm. yeah. um, how good the Lord is. Mm-hmm. Right. And you talked yeah. about that, Chelsea, if we're going to be the hands and feet, yeah. then we got to look like it yeah. a little bit. I yeah. look a little bit like Jesus, guys, yeah. you know, and, and I'm saying that as someone who it's not always easy for me to look like Jesus, you know, so I'm not over here. Like I'm so good at that. Chelsea works with me. She knows. And so <laughs> she's, I think that, but I think that, <laughs> that that really, there's all the practical things in that, but I really think what I feel for the church right now would just be that place of where are you at in your mm-hmm. own heart with it. yes, And how can you be good to somebody who's just Done something unimaginable yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. I think right? that's
0: good. Brooke, I feel like that could be a T-shirt. How can I be good to you today? Oh my gosh, I'm not Let's even kidding. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it's, do it. it. it's true. New mercy it's, shirt. Oh no, I'm <laughs> not wearing that shirt. I'm I won't talk wear wear about it. it. <laughs> <I'll wear laughs> I'm not wearing. Y'all can <laughs> wear it. It's but it's so true. It's such a simple thought, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you said people fear that if they are still supporting you after a while, you've made while you're making that decision that they're. A, approving it or that they're agreeing Mm. with that or they're somehow condoning it and to get to the heart issue of that and say, no, that's actually not what that means. But examine, like, this is, this is not about me approving what you're doing. This is me about loving you no matter what and loving you even when you come back after doing something that I don't agree with. That's hard, especially when you said you're so, especially when we're so passionate about, about this particular issue. Right. For sure. And
2: like, I, I want to jump on that yeah. real quick, yeah, please. Um, because I, Brooke and I recently kind of I- encountered this um, over the last few months, and it in in. Even me personally, as me, just Chelsea Raybar as a person, but also me, Chelsea Raybar, Director of Adoptions at Mercy, um, this like push and pull of being the hands and feet, being, you know, providing practical information, education, but also like therapeutically supporting um, with, you know, a young woman who maybe, again, makes a decision that I might not agree with uh, spiritually um, or professionally, but still, like, supporting her, Mm -hmm. Um, so, like, an example I'm thinking about was um, this young woman chose to have an abortion, and instead of me being like okay well good luck thanks for calling me talk to you later instead it was like well do you have support with mm-hmm. you do you is someone going with you do you know what to expect have you asked questions and whether again i agree or disagree with her decision i'm still being the hands and feet of wow. the lord and supporting providing, providing that support and i think that's another way like the church can kind of do do some things where again if if she makes that decision whatever it was parenting placing or abortion you're still supporting her and not just gonna you know put up your code and be like I'm done like see you later and even though again it's really tough kind of providing that support for you when you might not agree with that decision you know I think too some of our residents who may have chose to parent when I'm like but do you have all the necessary things to parent? Okay. Well, instead of me having concerns and calling DCS, I'm going to then equip you to (laughs) Mm -hmm. prepare. So let's talk about government assistance. Let's talk about where you're going to be living. Let's talk about jobs. Let's talk about these things. Um, and then she is in a better place to parent and Mm -hmm. me as a professional, I'm not concerned for that child's safety and well-being. Um, but I'm still providing her with tools and resources. And I think the church, is could be really key to that's doing so that good. for
0: our moms. That's so good. Uh, do you have anything else on that, Brooke? Anything you want to add before we... No,
1: I, I mean, I just, I think that's, that's perfect. I mean, and it is, it's a hard, it's a hard place to be because we're, we're good to support when we're excited. Somebody did what we wanted them to do, yeah. you know, but it is what, how do we support when they, when they don't? And, and, you know, they're even from a standpoint of saying, let's say it's somebody you're close to, and they're choosing to do, you know, making a have an abortion, there's also a place to go, like, I need you to know that we will mm-hmm. do whatever we can to support to support you if you choose to not go through with this. I need yeah. you to know that. But I'm going to love you well, no matter mm-hmm. what you decide. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not abandoning you. We're not doing any of those things. I will continuously offer you a way out. Yeah. And that's okay yeah. to say that. It is okay to say, like, we will continuously offer you a way out. Okay. But if you choose to do this, we are also not going to abandon you in this moment. And then, so do you have somebody who's going to go with you? Do you have somebody, have you talked it through what that's actually going to look like, you know, and just those practical pieces of just saying, because it's not our job to go, well, that's the decision you made. So, okay. Right. We're not saying that we're saying you can gently and lovingly ask someone to think something through mm-hmm. after they get out of their full-blown trauma yeah. <laughs> response, yeah. you know, yeah. like let them say their things. And then when you kind of circle back, be like, okay, so, cause you know, these appointments aren't immediate. This isn't, mm-hmm. you have the time to have a relationship and have these conversations and, you know, kindly challenge thoughts in the sense of have you considered Right. We talk about that a lot. Have you considered seems like a good phrase. Yeah. Have you thought that, you know, have you considered this or have you talked to somebody about that or, Mm -hmm. you know, just asking those questions, um, And then if they do and they have, or maybe they refuse to that, that's, that's really their choice, Mm -hmm. you know, so you've at
2: least done your part in equipping them. And I've seen that a lot too, with parenting or placing Mm -hmm. a lot too, with the placing piece and well, you know, my parents, um, are really upset with me that I have made this choice. Um, you know, it might be one parent and not the other. And, you know, realizing that, you know, therapeutically I communicate with the parents and that birth mom of like hey like even though you are making this adoption plan and legally this is your decision your parents legally do not have a say because this is your child right but knowing that this is going to impact your relationship so let's come together and communicate that in a in a healthy way where you know maybe dad can acknowledge and verbalize in front of his daughter hey Mm -hmm. like this is really tough, but you're still my daughter, and mm. I still love you. Yeah, so and um, just know that this might take me a little while to process. Yeah, but I'm I'm still your dad. Ooh, um, I've seen that a lot. Sure. Um, and again, how and how practically you can support that person with you know specifically that example for an adoption.
0: Yes, man, mm-hmm. girl, this has been so good. So many little practical tidbits, and um, hopefully, a lot of encouragement too for people who. It may have felt in the past like they they failed if they um, had somebody who didn't make a decision that they agreed with, that they can know that they can still support and love, yeah. even if the other person chooses something different. Um, thank you guys so much for talking about this today. And Chelsea, for... Thanks for having me. Man, this was fun. Let's do have it again. Me back anytime. Yeah, for it's sure. really good. Thank good. you. Yeah. yeah. We hope you guys found this helpful. And join us next week and the week after, because we're closing out with two weeks on mental health. We'll see you guys next week. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.